Okay, Boker Tov, we are ready to begin at Daf Hey Amit Bays. I looked around a little bit, Shelly. I didn't find anybody. Oh, so for me. Shelly, is it for you? Oh. I looked around yesterday and I couldn't find anybody asking this question. Why don't we bring from Yaakov making the Sion by Kevarachal? I don't. When you don't see anybody asking it, means I'm totally out to lunch over here. Like I'm missing something. <laughs> you know, because it would seem like why are we the only answer I'm thinking of, the Gamara's asking like like where I, I just don't understand what it's asking, no, honestly. One, if you're looking for a remez, it's more than a remez. What does the Pusik actually say? What is the Pusik? I thought he said he took a marker here or what does the Pusik actually say? Okay, let's look it up. Parshas Ayishlach. Good. That could be. Get that added into the Torah. 
Yeah. Well, maybe they're thinking it's such a, uh, it's so obvious. <laughs> that doesn't need to be mentioned? I don't know. It's because that, it that's actually the marker as opposed to the Matseva. Just like a column white. The whole issue here on column white is can you put a marker up? Right. Yeah. Now, for sure, you wouldn't put a Matseva up on column white. Right. Because column white is part of the Yotif. It's like, it's like Yotif. And I'm not saying, but I'm not saying it's a sad thing. No, but ecologically, could you? Yeah, but no, you know. Can you put up a, mar a monument? Oh, no, I don't know. No, we don't. You don't do that. We don't do it, but we shouldn't. Could you? I don't. It's it's not in the spirit of of Yomtiv. And what? And you, you got any time you want. Why do you got to put it up on home? Right. I understand. So, I don't think you should. No, you shouldn't, because first of all, you can't make a Kelmolim. Oh, you don't do it, they do it, the monument people do it. doesn't matter. You, 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 give it, you tell them what to do, and then they do it whenever they want. I don't know. I hope they follow our rules. But, they're, but, they're, but they're, it's, not, it's not a, first of all, it's not a cholamoid need. It's not a need. What's a marker is a need, because yes. all, every day of the year, a person can't be tummy. That's correct. A coin can't be tummy any day of the year. So that's a sorek robin that we don't become tummy. Right. That's one issue. Think of a monument isn't so we don't become Tomei, you're just doing it so there's a marker. So a marker we need. But putting up a monument, that's not a young tov need. And it, it's certainly something that takes up a lot of effort. It's a lot of tircha to carry that that rock, man, and to make it and all that. So certainly you're not allowed to do it, not allowed to put it up a column weight, because it is about death. And therefore, we don't want to put that in. Well, the marker is to make sure that nobody For sure, shouldn't go there because there's a dead body buried there. Right, so that that's the issue. So I, I read a long ago. I can't remember which one where that in the months after Purim, I think the Sanhedrin would send out messengers and agents to mark graves. So when people were coming, had a reap. Yes, yes, because from the winter, from the winter, the markers get washed out. Oh, yeah. yeah, so they so they do that. So they went to tell me when they got to Yerushalayim. Yes. So I guess the question is, you can do all that before. You can, but either what if you had a flash rain, or B, what if they were negligent? Yes. Whatever reason is, you got to take care of it. And it's a it's a young it's a need for the community. It's a communal need. I did see uh, one thing over here when we were talking about looking for the uh, hints to the psukim over here. And now, where did it go now? Oh, 
when they said the first one of the first sources was what's the hint? It says see the bone of a person, and build a marker next to him. That was one of the hints. So we said that in terms of halacha, but in terms of musr, there's also an interesting point. A person needs to know where a person is buried. Why? Because then the living will take to heart and to make sure to do mitzvahs and do tshuva and everything and to prepare for the day that he one day will be there. And that's the hint to uh, marking up the graves. It says, Ura'e See the bone of a p- person. You see he's dead. And reflect what's going to be the end of all living flesh. We all end up in the ground. And then, and then build up a marker, uh, which means also, it, means it's a mark. It will make a mark upon your heart. You should think about your own death. In other words, there's a halachic aspect and a musr aspect. So the halachic aspect, there it is. You see the bone, put up a marker. But the musr aspect is, if you see a bone, you see there's a dead person, Mark it in your mind, so to speak. And that's what the marker that you're seeing, the marker that you're seeing for halachic purposes is a marker in your mind for hashkafa purposes to do tshuva. That's why, you know, you go to the graves on Tisha B'av. Right. Gives you an opportunity to think about, you know, one's own demise, you go to the graves before Yom Kippur, you know, things like that, because you want to stay focused on the right path. Just to clarify, you know, you're saying bone doesn't do so uh, we're, get, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting that. That's going to be the, today's discussion. I guess what I'm calling this is for calling. You, know, you go to you go to places like Poland or the Holocaust Remembrance Camps. A lot of places you go to. Well, that, that's really you not. You know, there's going to be. There's, there's going to be. So it's Kohanim. We'll see. Kohanim have to be careful. Kohanim have to be careful. And they really. You know, it's it's not the kind of trip they should be going on because you have to stand at a distance, as we shall see. We will all see what's going on over here. Okay, so now we to now we enter into the world of Toma and Tahara for at least I imagine today and tomorrow before we move on to other topics. And the question now is a Bryce is going to say, you know, okay, uh what is a source of tuma that requires a marking? And that's where we get to these issues. And therefore, you'll see what we do make a marker for, we don't make a marker. The Gemara's going to ask questions on that. So we're out of Cholamoid mode for the next while, just understanding this marker business. Remember, the purpose is to make sure that nobody gets tummy. Okay? So, Ein Mitzayin, we don't make a marker okay uh for the following things okay now the brysa may be referring to cholamoid in which case it means that we're not allowed to make markers for the following things where it's unnecessary to make a marker in other words there's two points if you're not required to make a marker that's all year long certain things you don't have to make a marker for because there's no tumma issues obviously therefore you should not be able to do it on cholamoid <laughs> Because if you don't have that, it's just like tangential to that. So anyway, what do you not need to make a marker on? Because there's no problem with tumah. Lo alksayis minames, not on something that's just the amount, the volume of an olive, of 
of flesh from a corpse, Vizinga, you don't need to make a marker. Nor on the bone the size of a barley grain. You have to have pretty good eyes to know, first of all, to even know it's a bone. Yeah. Okay. Nor for anything else that does not transmit Tuma by way of a roof. In other words, a roof meaning to say, if you got, let's say this is Tuma, so anything over the Tuma that goes over will become Tuma. So a person walks over it. He makes the ohel, the roof, for it. So things that do not make a roof for Tuma. So, for example, a human corpse or certain parts can transmit Tuma to a person through various means, which include maga, direct contact. Masa, the corpse is carried even through indirect contact. Let's say it's in a box or in a bag. And uh, any interregnum, and through roof association. That's ohel. Transmission by tuma of tuma by way of ohel occurs in one of three ways. When the source of the tuma and the person of object or object are both under a common roof, such as a, ro- a house. If if there's two things, the source of tuma and the person going to get the tuma. So let's say it got in this room, there was a corpse. The corpse is in the room. We're in the room. There's a roof over the room. That's one way. Or when the source of Tuma is directly over the person or the object. Let's say you are here and there's a corpse up here. It's, it's suspended on something. It's in a tree. Place. Number three, when the person or object is directly over the source of the tumma without intervening separation. So you become the roof to the corpse. Okay, thus, if part of a person's body enters the airspace above a corpse, he becomes stomach. That's a simple thing. While a whole corpse and certain distinct parts of it, like the spinal column or the skull, can convey tumma through any of these three methods, as we discussed, touching, Lifting or ohel, some minor portions of a corpse are excluded from transmitting tuma by means of ohel. My, some minor ones, if you touch it, you're tummy. If you carry it, you're tummy. But through roofing, you're not tummy. For example, an ordinary bone that's the size of a barley grain or greater conveys tuma through contact or being carried, but not through ohel. The same applies to a spinal column or a skull that is not whole. A nevela or sheretz also does not convey tuma through ohel. The Brisa teaches there's no requirement to mark off a source of tuma that's in this category, for there's no possibility of unwitting contamination. Why? If it's in the open, people can see and avoid it. And if it's buried, they're unable to touch or move it and therefore there's not a problem. It's noteworthy, however, that an olive's volume <coughs> of corpse flesh does not transmit tuma by way of ohel, and therefore the Gemara is going to explain why no marker is needed for it. Okay, so it, it's going to be able that to do that. What? That's what the Gemara is going to ask. Yeah. The Gemara is going to ask. But something that cannot give off tuma by ohel is not going to be a problem. All right, we'll see. The Gemara is going to discuss all these okay. cases, all the questions over there.
okay? So these are the three th things that you do not do. So that's going to be the question the word is going to ask. So far we're saying size of flesh from a mace, a barley corn of a bone, we'll and so, uh, or um, things that are not metame benoho. Aval mitzainin, you do mark al hashedra on the spinal column or al agulgoles or on a complete skull. We're talking about spinal column, meaning all the vertebrae. That's a big piece. A complete skull. They transmit tumma by way of ohel, even though there's only one bone. Okay? Uh, look at over there, where the more considers whether they're both together are needed, whatever. The Mishnah counts the spinal column as 18 bones. Ordinarily, however, even 18 small bones do not convey tumma through ohel, if they're very small, because then they're less than excited. Talking about a baby, a baby, something. Perhaps when Rashi states there's only one bone, he means without the spinal column is without the skull. Whatever. Anyway, but that's enough. Or if the body has alrov binyan, valrov minion amais, if the majority of the skeletal frame or the numerical majority of the bones in a skeleton of a corpse, talking about the whole corpse now, not just the spinal column. Because they do transmit tumma by way of roof. The Gemara in Bukharas defines the majority of the skeletal frame as considering the two lower legs, the shin bones, plus a thigh bone, since these bones count for the bulk of the height of the adult frame. The majority of the number of bones is defined as 125 on the basis of 248 skeletal bones. Okay. The mission allus lists additional corpse parts that transmit tumma by way of an oil including a quarter calf, that's a measurement of bones, even if the less the majority of the skeletal frame or total number of bones. In all cases of potential tumma by way of ohel, a marker is required. Okay, so these are things that give off ohel. Okay, fine. So we're going to still go through the price we'll have to do with all the questions, but right now the basic idea is that things that do not give off tumma by ohel, you don't have to make markers. Because the thing is in the open, you see it. Like if you see if you see a corpse lying, a full corpse lying on the on the ground, you don't need a marker, I would hope, because you could see a full corpse. Stay away. Now, why it's not buried is another question. Maybe it's it's got to get buried. So you got to then get an egg la roofa or something. But uh, you just see a full corpse. Well, full corpse, you know. We'll, we'll see. But. Uh, so therefore, but other things where you might not recognize it so much, then you have to make sure that uh, that you that you have to uh, put a marker. It's okay. obvious that you, if you see it. Yeah, that's the next you point. Don't have to. The, the, and the price goes on. The aim of and we don't make markers for the sites of definite tuma. Right. When it's publicly known, there is definite tuma in a certain place. For example, a graveyard. See, no marker is needed since people are anyway cautious not to go there. So this mark, I mean, the whole graveyard is by itself a marker. That's right. Without making a mark. There's a sign, Parde Shalom Cemetery. So we don't have to have a sign that says, oh, here's a mark you should go. There's a dead person buried here. That's a marker, Parde Shalom. Yeah, but it's, you know, you yeah, know, know. or even without a marker. Yeah. Even without a Let's say you took the sign off. Right. Okay, and let's say there aren't any matsevas. 
But everybody knows there's a, it's it's a cemetery. Finished. So everyone knows the cemetery. You just don't go there, right? I will not sign in Las Vegas, but we have to make markers for sites of questionable tumor. The Bryce is going to explain wherever there's a reason to believe that a burial was made. Why? You don't know for sure. But it's a convenient location where people are likely to have made a burial. We assume this did occur, and we therefore make a marker even in absence of direct evidence. Certainly, we must also make a marker for a location of definite tumma that is not widely publicized, such as an isolated grave. The Bryson means to form us, however, that even though a graveyard does not require marking, certain areas near a graveyard do require marking. Because it could, even though it's not the graveyard, a person could have just dumped the body in there years ago. We don't know about it. So a place where there's a good doubt in our mind. We don't know for sure. But you know what? There's a likely spot where people would dump corpses. Okay, we'll see what we're talking about. The Morris gave us three examples of a, where it's a suffix. We're not 100% sure. If you know for sure it's a graveyard, there's on the markup. But if it, this is a place where you know, it's, it's a good likelihood there could be a corpse in there. We don't know for sure. Well, let's mark it just to be safe. You don't want to go in an area where, where we have a reasonable doubt, not just crazy. You know, you, you can, well, can you walk in a coin walk on Bathurst Street? Well, I don't think there's a doubt if there's a corpse on Bathurst Street. I imagine when they paved the roads and they did all that, they checked to see if there are any corpses over there. So coin would not have to worry about going on Bathurst Street. But the days of the Talmud, you did not have paved roads, and uh, sometimes you just went into the forest or whatever. So it could be some. So we'll see what it is. Very right now, the Vegas. These are the doubts. Three cases of doubts: schachos, canopies, froos, protrusions, and a base of pras, which simply means well, it's much more difficult. A field in which a grave was plowed over. We'll see what all these means. So the air, reverence is to areas on the roads leading to graveyards. That's a very important point. Not stop in the middle of nowhere. There's a path, you know, this is the path, the path to go to the graveyard. Okay, so that are overhung by tree branches or by stones protruding from adjacent walls. So now you've got the perfect Ohel situation it's a road that leads to the grave. And if you walk there, you will be uh, roofed over. Since these canopied areas afford a degree of privacy, people often bury their dead there. If twilight comes during a funeral procession and people cannot reach the graveyard before nightfall, they make the burial near the nearest canopy. Okay. That's what it means. Because they didn't have time. It's too dark. So Remember, in those days when it's dark, it's pitch. And if it's not the middle of the month, it's pitch. Right. And you can't see where to dig. You can't do so anything. Bury wherever you find yourself? Well, where it's a little bit, still a little bit of light. It's just, you don't have a choice. Or, some say the concern is, the funeral procession that is delayed on Arab Shabbos. We'll all see what that is. But this a likely, not for sure, but likely. So let's just mark it. Maybe there's nothing there, but a coin will know I'm not going over there. That's all. And a base of pras is complicated. We're just going to explain it later what it means, a base of pras, where there's been some kind of 
corpse that's been plowed through the field, which will be all explained in a minute. Okay, we're still not finished with the Brysa. We just got to get through the Brysa today. Now you can understand why it's going to be a lot of Gomorrah. Also, the Brysa concludes, We do not place a marker directly over the location of the Tumah. If this is the Tumah, we don't put the marker here. Okay, why? We'll see in a minute. So as not to waste Tahor articles. What does that mean? Well, if the marker was placed directly over the corpse, person carrying truma, let's say, carrying truma, might not realize the area's tummy until he suddenly finds himself upon the marker, by which time the truma will have been contaminated. We therefore distance the marker slightly from the source of the tuma on all four sides to provide advance warning. Now, what is the marker? The marker consists of lime. When poured directly upon the ground, it might not be discerned by a pedestrian until he's standing on its edge. Thus, it needs to protrude from the truma, tuma on all four sides. Or if a stone is coated with lime and placed over the tuma, it does not have to protrude since its elevation makes it visible from a distance. In other words, when you're putting a marker directly over it, but on a stone and lime, person can see that it's different. But if you're just on the ground putting some lime, it could be the person doesn't notice it. And remember, the lime slowly wears away. They got to keep reliming it, whatever the word, make a realignment. So, uh, so they you don't see it. So if it's just lime, so then you have to block it off. Yeah. So you could see you don't want to just bump into it. It's a little too late. Now the question becomes, so how far away from the grave should you do it? Well, let's be careful. How about 20 feet in all directions? So we'll be awfully careful. But there has to be a, a measurement. So a very fascinating point, which you're going to find interesting. But we don't excessively distance the marker. We'll have to see what that is. But why not? Think. Why would we say not to excessively do it? Wasting a lot of land. And? And if we waste land? It was used for uh, additional... Okay, you almost area. got it. You almost got it. Shalola hafsidus Eretz Yisrael. To not waste any land in Eretz Yisrael. No, wasting land isn't the problem. It's wasting land in Eretz Yisrael. Because then they're going to... And, and therefore... And we do not wish to needlessly remove parts of Eretz Yisrael from use. People will refrain from sowing land in which they think a corpse has been buried. The marking of graves is a requirement in Eretz Yisrael where people commonly have truma in their possession. So what do you already begin to see over here? There really is not a big obligation to mark graves uh, in Chutzlaretz. Uh, on many levels, but uh, because there's no truma to be lost, the only thing is a coin could become tummy. That's the only. But it, it's not nearly as severe as when we have a base hamigdash. Not nearly as severe. And besides, remember the rabbis decreed a rabbinic tuma on chutzlaretz. If you recall, yeah, the, the rabbinic decree on chutzlaretz. I don't know. That means what a coin couldn't go out of chutzlaretz. Anyway, but that is the end of the brisa. So let's just start.
the analysis and the first question. Gemara says, you don't make a marker for a ksayis of a mace. So Gemara asks, what are you talking about? Uksayis min a mace, ain't a An olive's volume of a corpse does not transmit truma by way of a roof? We know it does for sure. For Tanya, look, we have a price in Oelos that says, what are the things that are metame by Ohel? And says clearly, these are the things that cast the Tuma with Oel, which number one is Kezayis Vinames, of olives, volume of a corpse. So that gives off Tuma. You, you can't argue. So let's say an olive, okay, this much of a bone, okay, gives off and you walk over it, you're Tame, finished. Whatever, 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 a Kezayis, I mean, a flesh, yes, I'm sorry, flesh. So Kezayis of flesh, Clearly is Matame, so why wouldn't you put a marker over there? Fascinating answer, which you're going to obviously have a question on as soon as I say the answer, which Gomorrah will answer. Amarav Papa. Rav Papa answers, Hacha, in our Brysa that says you don't put a marker, it's speaking about Hacha Bixayas Mitzumtzum Askina. We're talking about precisely to the fifth digit, a precisely in olive volume. We don't put a marker. Wait a minute, why not? It gives off Toma. The answer is, how long is it going to give off Toma? It's going to start decomposing immediately. How long? A day? A week? A month? How long will it be an olive? Once it's an olive minus, you know, point oh gram, one gram, doesn't give off Toma anymore. So the self self it will inevitably shrivel and decrease to less than a volume. So though, even though we need a marker right now, but it'll be a problem later, right? Now you need the marker, because it is a kezayis, gives off toma. But once the flesh is less than a kezayis, so now let's figure what's going to happen. you got a marker, and there is not a kezayis giving off toma. As soon as it decomposes, so let's say he puts it up on Sunday, Marker, Sias, anybody who walked by would become tummy, sees the marker, stays away. Okay, let's say three days later, it's gone that one little gram below. So what do people see? They see a marker, and the marker is saying, there's Tuma there, right? And what if a person mistakenly is carrying Tuma, and now he walks over the marker? He's safe. No, well, he's less. Does he know that? He sees well, a he marker. No, but what, the, what difference does it make if he knows or not? He sees a marker, he doesn't go there. But no, he, what if he did? If by mistake he does and it's less. But he doesn't know it's less because there's a marker there. So he's going to get too much because he doesn't know? He, no, it's not that he'll get tummy, but he'll think he's tummy. Right. He'll think the truma is tummy, and then what will he do? He'll burn it. And you're not allowed to burn truma that's not tummy. So therefore... Do you understand what's happening? Yes. We have a marker. What marker? And you're carrying truma. So you don't want it to become tummy. So you put up a marker. Good. Stay away. Good. Now, and if you talk on the first day, walked over the marker, so oh, I walked over the marker, the truma, truma is tummy. The only thing I can do is burn it. But now it's three days after we put up the marker. Now the guy knows one thing. There's a marker there, and he assumes you're tummy. Now, if by mistake he walks over it, What's going to happen? He's going to think he's tummy, but he's not. The truma is tummy, but it's not. 
he's going to burn it. And you're not allowed to burn truma. That's eligible. Are you going to say, but what about for the first day? Should be marked for the first day. What about the first? So you know what? It's the lesser of two evils. Okay. So okay. So one day maybe a guy become tummy, but that, and that's what he answers. But we shouldn't burn it forever. In other words, okay. So let's uh, let's let's have a mistake. Better to burn it, you know, for a small time. But then forever you're gonna burn this? Not a good idea. So we don't put it there at all. Okay. Excellent. Continue with the brisa tomato.